That's why I quit my job because I wanted to be more and do more for our patients. And along with that challenge, this is the kicker. And this was the really cool part. This was what really lit my fire. He said, I'll give you whatever you need. I'll give you continuing education, the technology that you need, and I'll give you a personal coach. Let's see what you can do. So, so how do you help offices with this? Like, so if I came to you and said, okay, well, I need help with this. I need the, the lifeguard support. Approach? Yeah, the approach. Like, walk me through that. Like, okay, so if I just come to you right now and say, okay, what is it? How does it help me? Like, where would we start? Well, I do do that uh, on a regular basis. I think the best place to start is to find out uh, where the office is. So I found out where they are, and then we go through the process of figuring out how and what is happening in their practice that is holding them back. Welcome back to another episode of Dental Marketing Go. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more new patients so you can grow the way that you want. But you know it, you can't grow if your patients are coming into your office and not getting the treatment that they need. And so often we blame insurance or we blame our bosses or we blame the circumstances around us of why our patients can't get the treatment that they so desperately need. And today I got a very special guest, Chris from the Lifeguard Approach, who used to be a hygienist in a dental office, has built her own scripting in ways to be able to get your team to extract that treatment and get your patients to understand what they need to do, when they need to do it, and even working around dental insurance. You're going to want to stay tuned for this one. I promise you'll learn a ton. Stay tuned. All right, Chris, we are live, and I must ask you, so what is the number one thing that you're seeing in the dental industry that's helping dental practices grow? I think it is shifting your perspective from repairing the damage to our patients to preparing them for health. And that to me is just from my own experience and my background. In 2001, I was burned out, quit my job, decided to position myself with someone new. And I positioned myself with a doctor named Brian McKay in Seattle. And in the first week that I worked for him, He challenged me, took me to lunch and said, I have a challenge for you. And he said, "Um, the only thing that I require from you as being an employee is that you continue to grow. Mm. And then the second thing is, I challenge you to create a wellness program. He said, I want you to become something bigger and I want you to paint a much bigger canvas for our patients than just a hygienist. So 20 some years ago, I took off on that and it has had amazing results and has provided huge growth for myself personally, for the practice, uh, for our team members, and most importantly, for our patients. Because, you know, growth is about how you want your patients to grow as well. And, um, so that's what I did. So 
I love that. I love that kind of boss. That That is very inspirational and definitely pushed you in the right direction and probably maybe even saw something in you that maybe did you see it in yourself at that time? Yes. That's why I quit my job because I wanted to be more and do more for our patients. And along with that challenge, this is the kicker. And this was the really cool part. This was what really lit my fire. He said, I give you, now, this isn't what he said, but it's what I heard. You know the difference? I call it, yep, yep, yep. So I heard him say, I'll give you whatever you need. I'll give you continuing education, the technology that you need, and I'll give you a personal coach. Let's see what you can do. Wow. Hey, Happy New Year, and thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I got something really, really important to share with you that's going to bring massive impact to your practice. So every year, things change in your market. Every single year, people move, incomes change, populations change, and it's really important that you stay up to date with that. And one of the things that we offer to all of our customers, and we want to offer it to all of our listeners completely for free, is mapping out your new patients. So we're not going to only show you where your new patients are coming from on a map, just like this above, but we're also going to show you the income areas that they're coming from, the different boxes of income, as well as the populations to make sure that you have supporting areas to where you can attract more new patients. And lastly, we're going to map out all of your competition for you for free. This is 100% for free, no obligation. And we're really excited to share this with all of our listeners. So all you have to do is go to maps.smcnational.com. And it's first come, first serve. We're not going to offer this forever. So if you want to get this, get in now, get all your new patients mapped out for the new year. We're looking forward to talking to you soon. Thanks. So, okay. So let's, let's walk through that. So let's pretend that I'm a dental office. Let's say I have five dental practices and I want to grow my practice and my practices and I want to apply what you just said about uh, what 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 you experienced. How how do I tactically begin to do that? Like what 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 do I need to work through to make that happen? Well, I think one of the things that I realized was with that challenge, and when you give your team a challenge, your whole team in all these five practices have to be on the same page, or more importantly, the right page. And what they have to realize is that they are internal marketers for each one of these practices. Wow. Now, one of the things that we had in Dr. McKay's practice is we had an um, internal marketing uh, person that did all our external marketing. So (laughs) she met with us every day with our huddles, and she was in the practice every year uh, for two years. And so that was kind of an experiment, I think, that Dr. McKay did to see what he could do because he was one of the first dentists that advertised, if you want to use that um, that phrase. But I knew because he had told me that one of his big dreams was to have his all his marketing come internally. So I decided, great, that's what I'm going to focus on is how I can um, produce the kind of patients that become mavens for our practice and they'll go out there and they will refer to us. And that my dream was to have that biggest part, uh, the biggest part of the marketing for the practice. And that's what he wanted as well. So I 
I decided to step into a new pair of shoes as a hygienist. And I decided who I was going to be for my patients because who I'm going to be drives what I'm going to do for them. So I stepped into the shoes of a lifeguard. And I decided I was going to guard and guide their health and wellness. And I was going to treat patients like they've never been treated before in a dental office. And I was going to give them something that they've never been given before. And I, what I mean by that, I was focused on um, finding out what they wanted for themselves. And instead of me just telling, you know, in most dental offices, we just tell patients what we think they need. And so I developed my wellness program about um, asking patients, asking quality questions of my patients. I, I came to find out that even 22 years ago, there was a huge mismatch between the science and our protocols of the day. What do you mean by that? Well, we were still focusing on calculus removal. And we were knowing even 20-some years ago that calculus doesn't, isn't what causes periodontal disease or um, other oral systemic diseases. Mm. Nobody's died from a calculus infection. You know, it's about the oral microbiome and how that impacts the mouth and, mm-hmm. and the rest of the body. So I became an architect of change, or I also called myself a positive deviant because nobody was doing a wellness program back there. So my recommendation for a practice or five practices that want to grow is turn your whole team into um, internal marketers, asking for referrals, giving patients what they want, ask quality questions Mm. of your patients. You see, what I found out was what I was asking my patients at the time was, do you brush and floss? Well, probably not too many of them were real honest with me about that, but I could tell uh, that their gums were bleeding, and I focused everything on, I had a zero tolerance for bleeding gums. So instead of asking them, do they brush and floss, I would ask them, tell me about when your gums bleed. But the most important question that I could ever begin to ask them, in fact, you might as well take a three-inch piece of duct tape and put it over my mouth if I didn't know the answer to this question when I went in to see a patient. And that question was, tell me about what you want for yourself. Yeah. Because people buy what they want, don't they? Yep. Yep. So I just needed to find out what they wanted for themselves. And then I evaluated where they were when I saw them and where they wanted to be, committed to be. And then I merely had to step into that gap that was created. And so, again, going back to really the only requirement Dr. McKay had for me was to continue to grow. And so that's how I help patients grow as well, was to help them 
uh, figure out what they wanted and and I um I treated them exactly with the same procedures but how I communicated with them and how I framed my conversation was based upon whether they want uh, health for themselves or they wanted to avoid the uh, consequences of disease. Because all patients want one of those two things. Mm-hmm. So you can always count on that. So all you have to do is figure out what they want and help them um, advocate for themselves. And it's, uh, it's a win-win for everybody. So, so how do you help offices with this? Like, so if I came to you and said, okay, well, I need help with this. I need the, the lifeguard support. Approach. Yeah. The approach, like walk me through that. Like, okay. So if I just come to you right now and say, okay, what is it? How does it help me? How would you, what would you, what would you, uh, uh, like, where would we start? Well, I do do that, uh, on a regular basis. I think the best place to start is to find out uh, where the office is. Tell me about what your numbers are. Um, what percentage of, let's say for hygiene particularly, what percentage of the procedures coming out of your hygiene department with every single hygienist? What are their, what are the numbers of the procedures coming out that are perio-related in codes? <laughs> Because we are severely underdiagnosing and undertreating periodontal disease and the result in oral systemic diseases. So I found out where they are, and then we go through the process of figuring out how and what is happening in their practice that is holding them back. A lot of times, well, let me tell you the four things I shifted. I found out that I was living under a lot of limiting beliefs. My boss won't let me do more. The insurance companies won't let me do more. Um, My patient's dental IQ will never improve. And so I got rid of those and I figured I can help anybody. I can help anybody get what they want. So then the next thing was I took the old information and, and protocols that were existing because we now know that it's just how we're taking care of patients just isn't good enough anymore. And so then um, I updated those protocols to be consistent with the science. And then I found out that I had very ineffective communication. I had scripts for everybody. Mm. What I did was personalize that according to what they wanted. So it sounded like, because you told me you will do anything I ask you to do to get healthy, Here's what I'm going to recommend. And then the fourth thing was um, outdated technology. I was not taking advantage, and I love that halo effect that's created in our patients when we use technology that makes things easier, faster, um, more comfortable, that kind of stuff. So I took that ineffective message uh, communication that I was telling you about. And I shifted that one to um, uh, purposeful messaging. So I had a message, and I wanted to ha- to be personal, practical, and I wanted the message to be sticky, that they remember it when they left, so they'd tell the people that they love and care about 
about their experience in our practice and with their hygienist. So that was part of- That's awesome. So so that's what you help people implement now. So if a dental office comes to you now, you help them implement how to properly diagnose a lot of the things that are going missing. And then also, but more importantly, how to communicate against it. Because I think that is the biggest problem that I hear from people is like, well, the insurance doesn't let us or, you know, they don't, but that, that's not why the patients are coming to you. They're not coming to you because of their insurance. They're coming to you to get healthy and they need the information. And if presented properly, they, they will make the right, a lot of times they'll make the right decision for their overall health. Is that, am I hearing you right? Yes. And particularly, we were a fee-for-service practice and your team will make you or break you any day when it comes to their attitude towards having to ask for a payment or if they're of the belief that, you know, really people should only have to pay for what their insurance will, um, you know, will not cover. Your team is the linchpin to you being successful. 100%. So I developed very different ways of um, communicating with patients, just like uh, confirming patients. I would say to them, we will confirm your appointment any way you want us to, whether you want just one phone call, whether you want three texts, whether you want everything that we have, we'll do whatever you ask in exchange for you keeping your appointment with us. We call that custom confirmation. Because I had a patient that um, had an appointment with me and I couldn't confirm her. And previously our policy, I hate that word, uh, was that we would uh, give them an opportunity to call us back and let us know if they were gonna be at their appointment until about four o'clock the day before. And if we hadn't heard from them, we would give their appointment away. So I did that to one woman and she showed up for her appointment and we lost her as a patient over this because she said, when I make an appointment, I'll be there. And if I can't be there, I'll let you know far enough in advance. She said, I designed bridges all around the world And I was just getting home in time to be at my appointment. And so I wasn't able to confirm that appointment with you. So I gave it away. So that's what created this custom confirmation, as I called it in our practice, was I didn't want that to happen again. So I just asked him, tell me how you want your appointment confirmed. And if she had said, if I'd have done that beforehand, and she said, all I need is one text. That's what I would have done. I would have put it in and it would be noted and she would have gotten one text and she'd have been there. So simple, right? What's the, what is the best way, Chris, for people to reach out to you? If they want to learn more about how you can help them, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Um, You can contact me at Chris, which is C-R-I-S. There's no H. Chris at thelifeguardapproach.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on, Chris. This has been really good, and I'm excited for people to learn about what you're doing. Thanks so much.